tonight we saw Boston College come from behind to win against their arch rivals, Notre Dame, 70 to 63 in the Holy War in Chestnut Hill. Some games where BC just looks lifeless, they're not really competitive, or they fall behind, and it, it just it's the same things over and over and over again. Games where this team hits that second level and they take things over. This is what happened tonight. BC falls behind. They come back to win. And this was an exciting win for Boston College Nation. We're going to get into this and a lot more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 network of sites. We're here to talk basketball. And I'm telling you, folks, go three segments on basketball tonight. So I'm hoping that you're excited to talk about this. Boston College goes out and they fall behind. They don't play the prettiest game that you've ever seen to start it off. But they go out there and they do what they need to do to come back and win this game. And it was one man, two credits here, that really turned the tide of this game. That was Jaden Zachary, who you see on your screen right now, and forward Prince Aligbe. Jaden Zachary had a second half that was epic. It was epic what he was able to do. What was it? Four days ago, this is a guy that went out and put up, I think it was two points, and was miserable from the field. Just had a terrible game. You go into the first half, Zachary again, he's in, you're not seeing a lot. Boom, second half hits. He hits a second level I haven't seen out of him since last year. He gets 14 points in the second half alone to to seal this win. He brought the energy. He was diving for balls. He was making plays back and forth. This was Jaden Zachary's big game. He has been looking. We've been waiting all year for this guard to jump out there and have that kind of performance because we saw it last year, what Zachary can do for this team when he's playing at the top of his game. It's been a while and maybe it's the quit and post effect, but whatever it was, he looked like a different man out there on Tuesday night. Now let's kind of just jump into this game itself because it was fun. the game started off, and I, I was watching it. First of all, Conti Form was dead. And to, for the folks that are going, oh, yeah, it's always dead. Well, the, a good chunk of when you're watching basketball games is, is going to be the student section. The student section is still on vacation. They're still on holiday break. So they're not there. It, it's just dead. And Notre Dame comes out, and Dane Goodwin and Nate Lazuski, they they hit some big shots to start it off. 
and BC falls behind early 13 to five. And then you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is the same script we just saw in the Syracuse game. We, we just saw the team do this before we saw what, you know, a team just jump out and you're, you're trying to dig back in and you're trying to dig back in. And when you have an offense as inept as Boston college has been this season, it's just one of those points where you're just like, it's never going to change. You're never going to get better. You're not going to get back into this game. I know how this, I know how this story ends. So you're behind there, you know, in the first half, they're crawling back and they're crawling back. And then, you know, someone like Trey Warts would hit a big shot and Notre Dame would jump back out again. And it's like, Oh, again, this is the script we've seen before. What's going to happen again here. You get to the second half. It gets worse. BC falls behind 10 points. Trey Wartz hits back-to-back three-pointers. And what happens here, what ends up being the issue to start the second half was the first half, BC's actually found pieces of offense when they got it from the big man that you're seeing on your screen right now, if you're listening on YouTube, Quentin Post. He comes out there. He's able to be a facilitator, to be a ball scorer. He's doing a lot for this team. I mean, if he, he's a big difference maker. What he can do to this offense to help kind of spread out the floor and get guys like Makai Ashton Langford and Jaden Zachary and, and even Mason Madsen, get them more into the, into the flow of the game. He's a big, he's a big guy. He's a big, big, he's a big guy. Yeah. But he's also a big difference maker out there. He has 10 points in the first half. They're going a lot to like slashing and attacking, which they should, because honestly, Boston College is three-point shooting. I I have a hard time watching them shoot three-pointers. Every time I'm watching them and and they're talking like, oh, BC's got to shoot threes. No, 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 they don't, because there's no one on this team that can shoot a three-pointer consistently. Just stop, 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 stop. So what does BC do in the second half? They've been slashing to keep the, the game at four points. They start shooting threes. And I'm like, oh, this game's going to fall apart fast because if BC's just going back to the up, oh, let's just chuck it up for three. They have zero three-point shooters on this team. Mason Madsen is not, they call them a sniper in this game. And I almost, my eyes rolled back so hard. I almost wanted to vomit. I mean, nice kid, but like, he's not a sniper this year. And no one else on this team is hitting threes. So you're seeing like, oh God, this game's going to, it's going to unravel. It's going to un- you hit the 10 minute mark and that's when things change. That's when the tenor of this game all of a sudden hits another level where BC starts to do something different. And in our second segment, I'm going to get into what that is and why it's something Boston college needs to emulate game in and game out so that they can beat teams like Notre Dame. Now, LinkedIn is one of our partners here at Locked On Boston College. And another one is as well is Bet Online. Bet Online is your place to go to when you want to make your sports wagers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at online.net. I'm telling you, folks. If you went to Eagle Insider, my site on 247, and I hope you bookmarked it at this point, went to my preview and prediction, you would have picked 
BC to win. And if you went over to bet online and went on the money line, you would have had a nice night, a better night probably than BC had. So hopefully you did. Now, if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at betonline.net as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. This is Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. We're talking this big, big win for BC, who are now 2-2 two and two in the ACC with a big home game against Duke on Saturday. And I know a lot of folks are going to be really excited about that game. I know the sickos are going to probably be out in force for that one. So the second half, I said, they start off, they're, they're jacking up threes. It's the, and, and the lead is now 10 points for Notre Dame. And I'm, I'm going, I'm watching, I'm going, okay, this game's over. I've watched this. I've watched this movie too many times. I know how this is going to end. BC is going to lose this game. About 10 minute mark. The sophomore guard, Jaden Zachary from Chipotle Community College. I'm always going to mess that name up. He gets in the game and he absolutely takes this over. I'm telling you, when he gets going, this team is different. He is the Al Skinner-esque guard that Boston College hasn't had. He's a two-way player. He plays really good defense, and he is a great uh, attacker and shooter. We haven't seen much in terms of his three-point shooting, but he goes out there and he does he does his thing. And, and credit again to Prince Aligbe, who... We saw him against Detroit Mercy hit that big shot to win. Uh, uh, sorry, against Cornell to win the game. He does it again and hits some big shots down the stretch. But it wasn't just the shooting by these two guys that did it. BC held Dane Goodwin, Notre Dame's big shooter, the guy that really put this game on his back. If you're listening to the announcers on the on the on the television telecast of this, all you heard was how good this guy is. They held him to one point in the second half. They held Nate Lazuski, who was my player to watch, to two points So in the second half. So BC is playing a very, very good defense here. And... I was I was impressed with just the overall energy of this of this of the of the team. And they go out there and they go on a 17 to 4 run to win this game. That's guts. That's going down deep, finding out what your team is about and pulling off a win because Notre Dame has not won an ACC game yet. But this is a team returning a lot of the talent that they had last year when they made an ACC tournament. And they the folks on the on the television telecast kept bringing it up. They haven't won an ACC game, but they lost to only by one to what was it, Syracuse. They only lost by like one to Florida State. They, they lost by 10 to Miami. They're right there. This is not a bad team. Their, their Ken Palm rating was higher than Boston College. So this is an upset win for BC. And at the end, you, you, BC jumps up by three points. What was it that ended up beat winning for the game? It was good coaching. They they played good defense, and they hit free throws. Demar Langford, credit to Mike Bray, he go, the Notre Dame head coach. 
uh, when BC goes up by three, they foul one of the worst free throw shooters on this team. Luckily, TJ Bickerstaff was not in there because he would have been the worst. But they fired, uh, they they uh, hack Demar Lankford, who's a sixty-seven percent free for, free throw shooter. He's been invisible for a while. I'm not even going to say just this game. Out there drains both of them. Hits both of them. You get to the end of the game, and you get two more free throws by um oh, who I'm totally blanking on who this was. Prince of Ligby. Sorry, Prince of Ligby hits goes to end to ice it to win it. BC wins six seventy to sixty-three. And it's it's a it's a really good feeling to win a game like this. This is a game BC loses a lot, but now they're full strength. They're playing better. They scored six points. BC BC scored 70 points. That's it. That's a that's a positive sign in itself. Now the three-point shooting is still atrocious, but they're figuring out their offensive sets. They're getting Quinton Post out there. And I feel good if you're gonna go with your bigs at this point, if you want to go with Quinton Post and and Devin McLaughlin as your two big guys, go for it. You you can rotate in TJ Bickerstaff at the four. You've got a whole bunch of different things that are working. I'm liking where they're going right now with this. I think they, they've figured something out here. And, you know, no one gave BC a chance at the end of this game. Uh, and I, 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 I love watching. I, 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 Quentin Post is fun to watch. He has his moments. But Jaden Zachary is a joy to watch. He, he is a motor 24-7 when he's on the court. You know, you ever watch him out there? He's just going and going and going and going. There was a play, and I think it was the second half, where a guy was just dribbling the ball at the three-point line, and he just dove at it and knocked it out of bounds. It was a, it was, it was obviously Notre Dame's ball still, but it just kind of shows where his brain is at. He's always trying to make plays, and when you get him going, and when he gets that momentum going, Jane Zachary hits that second level. And I think that's a good sign for BC. Now, where does this change where Boston College is at? They've got two ACC wins. They they are not the best team, obviously not. But the ACC still has a ton of weak teams that are on uh, their schedule. They've got Louisville, who's awful. They've got Florida State, bad. They've got Georgia Tech, who has been inconsistent. You know, there's a lot of, you know, Pitt is not that great. There's chances for B- BC is, uh, you, you know, when you look at the rankings, they're going to throw in and, and the UNH, Maine, and Tarleton State losses. But if I think we should start to think about the eight, like where BC is at in terms of their ACC run and everything before that. It's not going to help in ter- terms of a tournament run. But it's going to help you view where BC is is kind of at, and I almost want to go with like, you know, before Quentin Post, so BQP, and after Quentin Post, because I think this team is going to be very different. And as he continues to gain minutes, and he played, I'm pulling it up right now. Post played ten ten minutes. No. He played 25 minutes in today's game, up from 16 just a couple days ago. He's due to be a starter soon. And so you're going to finally, maybe against Duke on Saturday, get your starting five 
finally set for the first time this season. And that's exciting. I think that's a good sign. Now, in our final segment, I want to hear what you have to say. Are you listening right now on YouTube? I'm going to go to, to the comment section and get your comments and kind of go over them and talk about what you have to say and give a little piece of uh, a little bit of analysis as we kind of wrap up our show. We'll be back in just a moment. This is AJ Black, Locked on BC. If you have not done so already, I want to get this podcast up to a thousand listeners, a thousand subscribers on YouTube. All you have to do, if you have multiple accounts, go and log in on multiple accounts. Go to youtube.com, find Locked on BC, hit subscribe. Takes 10 seconds. It makes a huge difference. And you'll see you'll see our our, our shows when we go live. Um, and you can comment and, and listen along instead of having to wait for it to hit the, the podcast feed. You can talk to other fans. We have a bunch of them out there right now. If you're in the comment section, say hello. Um, ch- check out Locked on BC on YouTube. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Now to wrap up our show, I want to hear what you have to say. And I want to hear what you have to what you're thinking. So we'll start with Peter Caruso, who says, how many more games do you think BC will win in the ACC um, or in the rest of the season? So that's a, that's a tough question. So, I mean, not a tough question, but it's a good, it's a good question. BC is now two and two. Um, I'm thinking BC has eight or nine, eight in them. Um, I think that they have at least one more upset in front of them, uh, but they'll probably have a, a WTF loss as well. So I'm thinking that, you know, I think eight or nine wins. And then I, I said it on yesterday's show or two shows ago, I think BC has at least two wins in the ACC tournament. So maybe 10 or 11. That's some good, good momentum. And you're going to get your recruiting class in next year. So you're starting, you know, your team should have a better record. If they have eight or nine wins, that gives them 15 or 16 uh, wins total. It's a step in the right direction. You bring in Jaden Hastings and, um, Fred Payne next year, and maybe another uh, transfer. You lose Makai Ashton Langford, and I'm sure someone on this roster is going to leave. Who knows who that's going to be by the end of the year? Uh, and you'll see you'll see what happens there. But Peter, thank you for your comment. Um, love to hear of what you guys have to say. Len, hi, hey AJ, how do you feel about Grant now? Uh, I don't know. Was I really tough on Grant? I don't feel like I was. Um, I, I don't hate Earl Grant. I know some folks out there do. Um, I, I hate their offense. I think their offense is atrocious to watch at times, but I don't hate Earl Grant. I, I, and I, I've said all along, like, yeah, there's been some really bad losses. I mean, like, what am I going to say about them losing to UNH Maine and Tarleton state? Like those, those losses are terrible. And like, you got the, the direction of the program. If you lose three of them in one season. Yeah. So that that's where I was at with Earl Grant now, but I mean like then, but like now I'm like, I'm okay with it, but I'm still cautious. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get myself hurt by Earl Grant. (laughs) I need to see more. I still, I'm still at that spot where show me more, show me where this program is going to go. Show me where Earl Grant can improve. Uh, and, and and get this team going in the right direction and 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 improving year on year out and be I'll be I'll be right there cheerleading Earl Grant I promise you that well thank you uh Len for that question or comment uh because I, I think it was a fair one I I, I do uh 
working rich ass. Or says, a victory is a victory, but I still don't expect much. Man, I get it. BC fans, you know, when you win a game like this, it is what it is, right? Notre Dame wasn't very good, but they're a top 110 team. I were they, what, 110 or something like that? A win's a win, right? And I think that's what Working Rich is saying. And hopefully, you know, maybe Earl Grant will be able to 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 prove us all wrong and, and get them in the right direction. I mean, in the end of the day, if BC wins, what, ten, eight more games or so or nine games and gets the NIT, the direction, right? That's uh, where I'm at. And finally, let's go to Charles. Stay blessed, Rosa. I love I, – I, I follow him on Twitter, and I believe he has it on – I love that you have to stay blessed on there. And if anyone has any more comments, please add them now. We'll uh, wrap up as soon as everyone has a chance to say what they want to say. Charles says, in, but we need to play McGlock more. Yep. Um, you know, I'm sure Grant has a, a, a thought in mind. He obviously slowly rolled Devin McLaughlin into the, the roster and into what, his plans are going to be. He, he was the only guy they redshirted last year. And now he's coming off the bench. It's, you know, I think he, he's got, he's slowly getting him in and I'm not sure I would want him out there with Quentin Post. You know, you got two bigs out there and I guess you could do that, but you know, he doesn't, I, I don't see him as a guy with a ton of range. So you're, you're kind of limiting what you can do. But I, I I love Devin McLaughlin. I love to see him play more. And no no knock to TJ Bickerstaff. I know he's a very uh, talented player who has a lot of respect in that locker room. But I, yeah, I kind of would rather see McLaughlin out there more than Bickerstaff. The bigger question is that last guard spot. Do you want to see Mason Madsen out there, or do you want to see Chaz Kelly? And that's a that's a tougher question because with 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 Bickerstaff. Uh, sorry, with 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 Chaz Kelly, you get a young guy and you want to get him to cut his teeth and be able to to get through some growing pains. But when you throw him out there, he might make mistakes that lose games for you. And and at this point, you want to win as many games as you want. But Mason Madsen, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> he had a couple shots this game that were nice, but you you brought him in to be a spot three point shooter, and he's not doing that at all. So I don't know. I, I feel like I might want to see Chaz Kelly more, but it's a tougher position to be in because each guy's limitations really do hurt you in different ways. And then finally, BMG0426. Welcome, BMG. I haven't seen you in our comment section. I hope you're subscribed to our channel. Um, says, post is going to be a huge difference maker. Our offense needs a low post threat that we can finish around the rim. He looks so much stronger this year. If we had him this entire more wins. Yeah, he does look stronger. I, I was watching him, and the one thing, and obviously it's a foot injury that really kind of caught me, was that I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure how much he can jump at this point, um, because he's probably, probably still a little ginger there. I still feel like he's going to continue to improve. Like you remember some of those big dunks he had last. I'm not sure where he's at in terms of his jumping ability, but I love watching him. He's a big that he needs to be out there a lot, and. Um, He's a difference maker. He really does change the the whole flow offense. This looks completely different when Post is out there. And finally, Chad, uh, Charles, he had his last comment. He's, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this. We need to see what Chaz Kelly can do. Yeah, 
Yep. I know a lot of folks don't want to see Mason Madsen out there. So I, I get that. Well, thank you all for listening. It was been a blast. I love doing these kind of like after show recap episodes. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. We'll see you all again soon. Take care.